This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Angaza Awards podcast. This is the judges segment for the second edition of the Angaza Awards, which is a pan-African awards platform that seeks to recognize the achievements of women in the banking and finance sector for the whole of Africa. My name is Ali Mwakaneno Gakweli, and I am your host for today's show. So with me, I am sitting with Joanita Lunkuse Jagwe, who is the expert financing at the Prime Minister's Delivery Unit in the office of the Prime Minister in Uganda. Um, she was one of the top participants in last year's Angaza Awards. And this year she decided to come back as a judge. And we want to talk about some of the things or rather some of the issues at a macroeconomic level that shape gender equality and gender representation in Africa. Welcome, Joanita. Thank you. Thank you, Ali, for having me today. And I'm glad to be here. Before we get to the flesh of the podcast, Tell us a little bit of what you do and how that relates to the greater agenda here of gender equality and gender representation. Uh, like you mentioned, I'm uh, the expert financing at uh, the office of the prime minister here in Uganda, and I'm specifically in uh, the prime minister's delivery unit. Uh, so uh, the purpose of the delivery unit in the office of the prime minister is really to facilitate faster implementation of uh, a selected national priority uh, implementation uh, directives, but also to enable uh, delivery of a big and, and fast results uh, through some approach of, of, of implementation. Uh, and, and specifically in, in the financing uh, section of that delivery unit, uh, our purpose is to support the implementation teams in, in broadening and deepening the domestic financing capacity, as well as increasing uh, the financing opportunities. So in there, we are in the short run uh, seeking to support them in uh, the implementation of uh, uh, the uh, financial inclusion uh, infrastructure in, in the parish development model, which is an intervention of uh, the national development plan that is currently running. It's something that I'd love to circle back I'm sure in the middle of the interview, but meanwhile, what is the role of women in driving macroeconomic growth in Africa? Um, you see, uh, uh, women are play a key role in, uh, in agriculture and, and agriculture really in Africa is an enabler and, and multiplier in most economies. And in other economies, it, it's really uh, a very significant sector. So the women play a significant role in agriculture and, and, and actually in, in specifically in food production. So where you enable uh, programs that uh, accelerate agro-industrialization and all the other uh, frameworks that, that really support the agro-industrialization uh, in cooperation, then you will have women play a pivotal role in implementing such programs because they are already in, in, in the framework, they are already in the system of food production and all that. They, they are the major workforce in the majority of, of these sectors. So in that they play a critical role because agriculture is agriculture is an enabler. It's an it's a multiplier for even other programs in most uh, developing programs. So in that 
women are play a significant role but also uh, women play a key role in financial inclusion programs because from many perspectives uh, uh, you will find that uh, there are conclusions that that drive to to uh, places where it is uh, there is a narrative of uh, women being generally good with uh, money including paying back a loan so uh, most programs that drive to a financial inclusion they find women uh, as as preferred partners and and in that they play a key role so the perception is uh when you empower a woman economically then you are um, diversifying the, the economy and oh, you're, you're increasing economic diversification and and also boosting uh, productivity in for uh, for instance uh, the agricultural sector and and also uh, 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 closing some gaps in income inequality Thank you so much for highlighting the role of women in some of the key sectors like agriculture. I'm curious, Jonita, what do we need to do to achieve um what do we need to do at a macro level to ensure that we achieve these roles and reap the benefits of having women in such sectors? Uh, I I think uh, uh at the top there is to um invest in um development of the human capital within the women groups, okay? uh investing in the education of of these women uh investing in their health because it's assumed that uh, an educated healthy woman is is more able to engage in uh, productive activities and and thereby achieve uh, the contributions that we have talked about before so the other item uh to to really help uh, these women uh or to realize its benefits is to build frameworks uh, that uh, enable women have um access to affordable capital because in that it, it will uh, um uh, accelerate their productivity it will accelerate it will enable them drive economic activities that they are engaged in so that the, the item is to have them uh have access to uh, affordable capital is the item of investing in their health investing in their education and 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 developing their human capital will uh help in in, in uh, harvesting the benefits that are in their contributions to further the macroeconomic development away from um, for example access to capital that would favor most women that would like to go to entrepreneurship what are some of the other ways that we can increase opportunities available for women in africa away from um, um access to capital and uh, improving their conditions uh, and health Mm-hmm. The other way is to uh, further the agendas and programs because we have uh, quite many agendas that are driving uh, all that advocating for inclusivity. Okay, so uh, where we, we we advocate for those programs, those agendas, those goals for inclusivity and diversity, uh, I think we can uh, avail uh, more platforms for for the women improve on their participation and productivity. Let's talk about succession planning here because this is something that we've seen Africa has made a few leaps compared to other regions but then we're still not quite where we are supposed to be in terms of um board representation and since this has been happening over time here it makes me think that maybe there's something that we need to do in terms of making sure that we include women to be the next mm-hmm. um leaders of of companies 
uh, first of all, what are some of the things that we can do to uh, ingrain gender representation in succession planning? And what are you doing in your current role to raise awareness for gender diversity, especially in top level finance? Um, uh, the issue of uh, succession planning, um, I, would, I would state uh, that um, uh, the women of today, I'm, I'm convinced they are very capable. Um, they have been, um, edu- most uh, the women have educated, uh, they've been educated uh, and they've been skilled. Uh, so we have uh, the pool of, 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 of women where we can get uh, the kind of leadership most corporate, most, uh, corporate companies are looking for. We have the pool of women that are ready and, and that have the content and the qualifications to uh, really uh, steer the board discussions and, and, and give direction to, to these institutions. Uh, but what we are still lagging on in terms of inclusivity in that succession agenda is a deliberate move, like you said, a deliberate move to avail um, in a way of having it uh, as a deliberate uh, a policy, as a deliberate, uh, not even just objective, uh, I believe policy of inclusivity, policy of racial, a policy of uh, uh, representation uh, at all these levels, uh, I, I believe, will will address the gaps that we are seeing currently. But in terms of the pool of, of such women that are already that are qualified, that are competent, that pool is already available. And uh, in terms of uh, what we are doing uh, to really accelerate this uh, um, diversity, to 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 have this inclusivity. Uh, from, from our coordination role, from our enabling perspective at the Prime Minister's office in Uganda, we would want to see these programs are really uh, enrolling or supporting uh, a bigger percentage of women because uh, we believe that women are, are even because we, when we have programs of increasing households at, at, at a parish level, we believe that when we have programs that that include more of uh, women uh, in these parishes, in these uh, communities, then we have more access already for the implementation of our programs. Then we shall project or we shall have more uh, success rates in, in the financial inclusion that we are pursuing. So we are having a deliberate uh, deliberate focus on having representation of women in, in, in whatever programs we are facilitating for implementation. To move towards the Angaza Awards, in our previous uh, conversation that we've had with you was when you're a participant in this in this initiative uh, um and at that point you were transitioning from 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 KCB in in Sudan to your current role now in um at the office of the prime minister specifically in the prime minister delivery unit how is your transition from uh, participant to judge for the Angaza awards I look at the transition as an honor or as a privilege to get to be uh, chosen to to really uh, participate on on, on the judge panel. But even more importantly is uh, I'm looking at uh, uh, really applying my experiences, uh, applying my my learnings and the learnings I've had during my Angaza journey to use them as the foundations of my, my perception, the foundations of my 
my my outlook even as I, I seek to support in selecting the next team of the Angaza finalists. So the transition has has been seamless uh, because I, I really applied myself during uh, the application. I, I learned a lot. I got so many uh, learning experiences. So it has been seamless. And and uh, from my perspective, I'm looking forward to to really uh, uh, passing on uh, the ball to the next. Uh, a female to the next a woman in, in this spotlight. And, and that is what is driving me. And I am looking forward to that. You know, still on the transition here, Jonita, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to as a judge in this year's awards, given that you've had the opportunity to sit on both sides of the divide? This year's Angaza Awards are going to be Pan-African. Okay. And, and I'm really excited for that uh, perspective because uh, it adds into what I'm really going to be looking at because it will bring diversity with it. So I'm looking forward to um, a diverse of submissions from across Africa, but I'm also looking at inclusivity because we have other parts of Africa that um, that may require platforms like this and, and where it has been availed, I think it's a very good thing. So I'm looking at uh, diversity and inclusivity uh, in this year's award, and I'm excited. I'm looking forward. Jonita, as we wrap up this interview, what advice do you have for participants applying for this edition of the Pan-African and Gaza Awards? I think I would just advise them to do the things I did when I was the applicant um, and, and just to emphasize during uh, the, the highlights of, of our Angaza Awards celebration just to uh, putting the cap of being ambassadors, the brand ambassadors of their profiles, and, and, and just to purpose, uh, to showcase their uh, significant contributions and impact. Um, it, it, takes, it takes effort to, to really highlight and, 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 and put it on paper, but uh, uh, it's very important to put yourself in a place of being a brand ambassador of your profile, and, and just to let them know that um, these and Gaza Awards are really very beneficial because they really help with improving or developing one's brand and they also help in uh, continued mentoring. So it's a worthwhile adventure and it's very recommended. Yes. Thank you so much, Jonita. This is all we had for today's interview and I definitely look forward to hearing more from you during the judging session and definitely in the Angaza Awards event. I'm looking forward to the main session of this activity. Definitely. To our listeners, that was Jonita Lunkusujagwe, the expert financing at the Prime Minister Delivery Unit at the Office of the Prime Minister in Uganda. Uh, she was one of the participants and one of the top 10 participants, I have to say, in last year's Angaza Awards. Still, if you're interested in applying for the Angaza Awards, the applications are closing down soon. We're closing the applications on the 30th of October this year. So please visit www.angazaawards.com to submit your application and have an opportunity to be recognized amongst Africa's top 10 women in uh, finance. Thank you for tuning in today's podcast. Goodbye.